Thank you for listening to Crossroads Community Church. At Crossroads, our mission is to be the church by exalting the glory of God, sharing and showing the love of Christ, and inviting others to be recipients of Christ's love. Now here's this week's message. Uh, here's the thing. There are, as we said earlier, lots of people who are grieving the loss of a father. There are lots of people who have never had a father in their life. And uh, for me personally, uh, I was one of the people who never had a father in my life. Uh, met him three times that I can recall. And to be totally honest, only one of those really can I recall. I know it's three times. Only one do I remember. That was for literally less than a minute. So not someone who had an impact on my life or not someone who changed my life. I didn't have someone showing me the ABCs of, you know, how to be a father to my children whenever I came, uh, became a dad. So uh, probably impacted the way I fathered my children. Instead of the ABCs, it was probably apple, brick, orange, X, instead of, you know, whatever uh, it's supposed to be. Uh, but again, the, the, the fact is that God can be a father to the fatherless. And I know there's a verse that says that, and the rest of that verse is he can be a um, be there for the widows as well, but God can also raise up fathers from the fatherless because we have a lot, and I don't want to throw a bunch of stats at you, but a lot of fatherless men, and it's not a black thing, it's not a white thing, it's an American culture thing, a lot of fatherless men who are growing up, and they're going out, and they're having kids, and some of them are trying to be there for them, many of them are just uh, leaving them because they don't know what to do. Uh, so uh, what I want to do is start digging back into, um, we're going to look at the life of Abraham, who was the father of both the, the Christian faith and the Jewish faith, and see some of the things that he struggled with as a father. So if you have a Bible, open it up to the book of Hebrews, uh, chapter 11. And if you don't have a Bible, there should be one somewhere uh, underneath, left, right, somewhere underneath your chair. Uh, there should be a Bible. If not, raise your hand and we'll have uh, one of the ushers. Uh, bring a Bible to you. And in Hebrews chapter 11, starting in verse 8, it says, By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in a promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. So Abraham, uh, as some of you know, some of you may not know, uh, he was uh, the father of the, the Jewish nation. Abraham was the father of Isaac. Isaac was the father of Jacob. Jacob had 12 sons, and those 12 sons became the, the children of Israel. Uh, and it says, by faith, Abraham, when called, left his family now. Uh, just to reiterate, the definition of faith from, from Hebrews and from James and the biblical definition, definition that we're working on is faith is being sure and certain of what God is doing or will do in one's life and acting on that knowledge, putting some feet to our faith, acting on it, living one's life in a way that reflects their faith regularly and consistently, even when there is no evidence of God at work. This is what faith is all about. It's about uh, doing what God has called you to do or trusting in God to do what he said he would do, even when you don't see any evidence of it. And this is what 
Abraham did. This is what Abraham did when he left his family. But uh, how many of you guys remember, and I don't remember the guy who used to do it. There was a radio show called The Rest of the Story. Yeah, there's more. Who, Bob Marley? No, not Bob Marley. Paul Harvey. Okay, Bob Marley, totally different story. But this, this is what Abraham's story is. This, what we just read, and in, in, in he was 11, but there's a little bit more to it. In Acts chapter 7, um, wow. Acts chapter 7, Stephen, uh, who is the, um, uh, uh, one of the first martyrs, or the first martyr, is, is kind of testifying to the people of Israel. And the high priest said, are these things so? Acts chapter 7, verse 1 through 4. Stephen said, brothers and fathers, hear me. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he lived in Haran and said to him, go out from your land and from your kindred and go into the land that I will show you. Then he went out from the land of the Chaldeans and lived in Haran. And after his father died, God removed him from there into this land which you are now living. So there were actually two times that God showed up to Abraham and said, hey, leave your family and go to where I want. The first time, Abraham moved with his family. He didn't leave his family. He stayed with his family until his father died. Now, um, Abraham was about uh, 75 years old when this happened. So he was still in his household, living with his father, with his wife, Sarah. And God showed up and said, hey, I want you to leave your father and I want to take you and Sarah, and I want you guys to separate and go to where I'm going to go. And he kind of did it. And there are times when God says, hey, I want you guys to do something. Uh, I want you guys to do something. But depending on our relationship with our father or our parents, uh, most of us are a little hesitant to separate ourselves from our family. And this is the faith. This is the faith that Abraham did. Because even though he didn't do it the first time, he eventually said, all right, God, I'm in. And God's role was, hey, I don't want you because the name Abraham means exalted father. And that was the name that Terah, his father, gave him. And he said, I don't want you to just be, you know, exalted father, the name your father gave you. I want you to be the father of multitudes because his original name was Abram, and when it got changed to Abraham, that's what Abraham means, father of multitudes. Because God was saying, hey, I don't just want you, uh, I don't just want you to be uh, an exalted father. God wanted someone he could make into a great father, someone who could pour into their children, someone who could be a father of nations. And, and we have to let go of, of the picture of, of fatherhood that if you had a great father, great You've got a good picture. Many of us had a, 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 a not a great father, so we don't have a great picture. Or if you have no father, no picture at all. Nothing to refer back to. And God's saying, but I can still use you to make you into a great father, just like he told Abraham. Now, here's the question. Uh, it, it doesn't matter what our relationship is, but if we have faith, God can transform us into whoever we are called to be. And that means sometimes stepping out, despite the circumstances that we're comfortable with, and trusting God, even though we're leaving the familiar. Because what's, fam what's more familiar than our family? Uh, jump back to Hebrews. In Hebrews chapter 11, jump back to Hebrews. In verse 11, this is what it says, By faith Abraham, even though he was past age, now at, at the time he gave birth, 
uh, he was 100 and Sarah was 90. That would be like someone, uh, you know, 50 and 40, some say 55 and 45. Um, not a problem with a, a 50 or 60 year old guy uh, giving birth, 50 year old woman, and I'm gonna stop there. But by faith, Abraham, even though he was past age and Sarah herself was barren, was enabled to become a father because he considered him faithful who had made the promise. So it wasn't just that he was trusting God. He was believing that God would be faithful to do what he said he was going to do. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. So Abraham's choice wasn't just, hey, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust God and step out blindly. He said, I'm going to trust God to do specifically what God said he was going to do, even though the circumstances didn't look that great. Now, in Romans, this is what Paul tells us. Against all hope, Abraham in hope, so even though, you know, I'm at the age where I don't see any way that this is possible, there's no hope that this is going to come, come to fruition. Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old. So even though all the circumstances were against him, he strengthened his faith despite what the circumstances said. And that Sarah's womb was also dead, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. And it may not seem today that, you know, if you're, if you're here and you had a great father, that's great. But if you're here and you didn't have a good one, and the, like at my age, I'm not thinking someone's going to step in and be a great dad to me, you know, or granddad or whatever. But what God says is, here's the thing, um, hope says it might happen if everything lines up correctly. But faith says God is able, period no matter what the circumstances are, no matter what's going on in your life, if God has said, this is what I can do and will do in your life, then God can and will do it in our life. Now, I'm going to wrap up with this because, uh, again, there are people who have had a good father in their life. And if you have had someone whether it was be your stepfather, uh, whether it was a single dad, whether it was your biological father uh, who was there for you, who equipped you, who was disciplining you, who was uh, uh, putting food on the table or doing whatever fathers do, spending time with you, taking you to daddy-daughter date nights or uh, equipping you to, to be a man, praise God for that. The very, very, very first thing that you should do when you leave here is go out and just tell him thank you. Because there are some people who have their father's no longer with them, and they, they wish that they could tell their dad today how much they appreciate them, how much they love them, and how much they are grieving the fact that they can't just spend one more moment with them. And then you have the people like me, and not to make this all about me, we didn't have a father. And I wish, and, and, and for years and years, until I was an adult, it was, I mean, this is seriously, I almost didn't know Father's Day existed because it didn't, it didn't mean anything to me. It was the equivalent of, you know, 
there's a Jewish holiday and you're not Jewish means absolutely nothing to you. You wake up and go to bed, and that day passes you by, nothing different to you. And for me, Father's Day didn't really mean a single thing, nothing to celebrate, nothing to do, no one that I'd send cards to anyone, didn't mean anything to me. But for those people who didn't have a father, God provides for them. God disciplines and guides them just like fathers do for us. And God the Father is always there for us. And the beauty of it, it's not because we're hoping. It's because this is what God has promised to do. And as Paul said in Romans about Abraham, Abraham's actions were based on the fact of knowing that God is faithful, even when we're not, that God will continue to do all that he has promised to do. So I'm going to ask you guys to stand, and I want to pray, uh, and then we're just going to close out with a song. How many remember uh, that, I forgot the name of the song, the hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness? Not popular these days because it's not hip, it's not upbeat, it's not up-tempo, but for several generations, it was the dominant song in Christendom, not because it was upbeat, not because it had great guitar solos or drum solos, just because it was true that God can be faithful. So I'm going to ask you to bow your heads. God, we just lift you up this morning, and we praise you that even when we mess up, even when we screw up royally, even when we make mistakes, that you are still faithful even when we are not that when we forget things and, and, and when we ignore you and when we put other things in front of you, that you still love us with a never-ending love. And you do what every good father does. You provide for us. You guide us. You discipline us when we need it. And you are always, always, always there for us. So we just lift up and exalt you this morning this in Jesus' name. Amen. God, we thank you for being faithful. We pray that you would just touch every person here and allow us to, uh, if we have our Father still with us, to reach out and love on them, tell them how much we appreciate them. If we've lost our fathers, I pray that you would strengthen those people. And for them and the fatherless, let them know that you can be a father to them doesn't matter what age of life or what stage of life, you're still a God who provides, who guides, and will be with us. And we thank you for that and praise you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you guys. Pray that you have an awesome rest of your Father's Day celebration. God bless.